0: There are many ways that the private sector can contribute to the climate action, from their operations and supply chain down to how they deal with their individual consumers. And that's exactly what we will tackle in today's podcast, how to bring climate action to the private sector. This is Ian Mia from the Philippines, and welcome to the Ecolens, where we discuss the big and small questions of sustainability. All right, good day and welcome to the Ecolens where we address the big and small questions on sustainability. My name is Ian Mia from the Philippines, and today our topic is actually about bringing climate action to the private sector with Mark. So let me introduce Mark first. So, uh, Mark is a marketer and a young sustainability professional passionate about impact entrepreneurship. So, he's currently working as a digital nomad that helps organizations with environmentally-centered missions to create value and build partnerships that foster sustainable differentiation and protect the company's long-term viability. So Mark is also the Youth Champions Lead of the Philippine Parks and Biodiversity and the Vice Curator of the Global Shapers Manila, a community of young leaders initiated by the World Economic Forum. So Mark, welcome to the Lens. So uh, previously, actually, um. We worked together in Alexa Mira Society you know, as project coordinators for the different programs we uh, we had there. Um, Actually, curious ako, uh, how did you start getting engaged with sustainability in general?
1: Yes, uh, but first and foremost, thank you, Ian, for having me on your podcast. This is such a great honor. And yeah, okay, so in terms of ano, um, the story how um, I started with sustainability, um, I'd like to think no, that um my how I started with sustainability did come from a life-changing experience. No, I believe it was a form of a collective experience from um different advocacies that I've gone through. But if I can recall, I think it started when I was a fourth-year college student. So that's where I joined a mini company intercollegiate competition, and um we chose agriculture as our team, you no. Know? And that's where I encountered um, first the word sustainability. So that was 2016. And that was a year after the United Nations um, adopted the concept of the universal call known as the SDG or the Sustainable Development Goals, you know, with, um, with a primary mission to eradicate poverty, to reduce inequalities, and to protect the planet by 2030. And of course, um, as a business major, so I asked myself a question like, how can I be part of this global movement? Because, um, kasi I'm so interested. Eh, as a business uh, um major, like, what can I do to be able to be part of to address um challenges that we have in sustainability? So, and that question, I believe, led me to many purposeful discoveries about sustainability. So, it's been five years, no, and every day I feel like my passion for. Um, sustainability um, continues to grow, continues to ablaze. And I feel like every day it always seeks me to um, um, continue dedicating my life, you know, addressing the complex yet um, multifaceted ano, um, challenges of sustainability. So I think this is like my mantra, na, na I'd, I'd like to believe na I'd like to hope na in everything that I do, I hope this would always um, impact the people, the profit, and the planet. And I know that we also share that um, passion because that's why we get to work with a nonprofit organization called Alexa Mira Society where we've um, introduced and collaborated to several sustainability programs.
0: Actually, I like that na, mention mentioned the SDGs. No? So we have 17. So dame, And um, so definitely each one of us will relate somehow to one of these SDGs. Um, for you, ano yung, which of these SDGs are you... Um, mostly gravitating towards?
1: A lot, actually. <laughs> no, a lot. <laughs> but, uh, of course, um, bottom line, it's really the SDG 13, the climate actions. That's something that um, is very urgent. It's happening. And if we don't acknowledge it and we don't recognize it and we don't um, take actions um, in addressing it, uh, I don't think what's the world with would be like after 2030 or after 2050. <laughs> How about you, Ian? Any bias SDG?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. My bias SDG is economic growth oh, and development. That's the no, the <laughs> that's, SDG number eight, like, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Because like you, I was um, a business major mm-hmm. ever since, specifically business management. And actually, we have sort of um, a similar story. kung. Uh, how we got into sustainability so I also got into uh, um, pitching competitions and that's when I started um, this urban farming project with uh, a friend of mine uh, I'm sure you know him um, and so yeah so definitely with since we have these common interests that's that's the most important part about the SDGs and um, I like how you mentioned um, uh, climate change No, your uh, your goal on climate action with climate change. And that brings me to my next question. Um, so, for you, what inspires you the most to uh, take action on climate change? I think, um, but from what I know, you're also part of the climate reality leaders. So, uh, could you tell more about these initiatives and actions?
1: Okay. Um, well, my story with what inspires me to take um, action on climate um, change. As I mentioned, it did come from a life-changing experience. I guess for me, it comes really from an understanding how the Philippines is very rich in terms of biodiversity and um, natural resources. And I think ever since now we were young, uh, that pack has already been there with us. But the very, very sad thing is that, you know, the biodiversity is dying because also of us. I guess the human threats, like... um, like the land, the land use of change, you know, that includes the, the illegal logging, the deforestation, um, the overexploitation of plants and animals and the pollution and many more. And that's been um, evident uh, in our media nowadays. No? And it's very sad because uh, the, you know, because the earth that meant to bring um, a livable habitat for us humans is now being threatened because also of us. But, but I guess, um, but my motivation doesn't end there. Eh? Um, it's also coming from an understanding that if this continues, um, obviously there will be an imbalance in our ecosystem, that's for sure. So what would this mean for the stability and security of the people, most especially those minority groups who have been relying their livelihood, for example, in the ocean or um, in the forest, you know. So I guess... The answers to these questions sound may like a negative, but rather I see it um, um, as a hope. I eh? say I hope that when that when you continue clamoring the public and in the private sector, when you continue to educate them, the importance of it and how this benefits their business, um, especially on the green investment. And also, you know, um, making the people in power accountable. Now regulating some policies to take action on this issue. I think this would give us really a hope. Not just when we grow up, when we grow old, but also for future generations. So I guess it's also like ano eh, parang it's a hope that in the future generations there would be a world where people can still dream and can and can still experience the joy of these beautiful creations in this planet.
0: Ayan. Thanks, Mark. So, uh, I like how you mentioned, um, earlier you mentioned that uh, uh, you don't mean to sound negative. no. And I resonate with that because when we talk about um, sustainability, um lagi sa problem. It has to start with the problem. Because if we don't start with the problem, uh, how will we know what we're trying to solve? So, definitely, I would agree na, um back it starts with why and we keep asking ourselves why are we doing this you know a you know, young process of why um, and I super resonate with that and um and this brings me to my next question and so we you've mentioned about uh, leaders taking accountability on climate change and we hear this very often in the media and among um, climate activists and even uh, among um, type uh top climate scientist. So how do you think in this regard, how do you think now the private sector should contribute to climate action, at least um based on your experiences in the field?
1: Yeah, that's actually a great question and a tricky question. I don't ha- I don't have the answer for you know on how the private sector should act, but um I'd like but I'd like to believe. That um, partnership is really the key. Now, partnerships have been very, very critical component to ensure that uh, that we can achieve the reimagined systems. And of course, um, the private sector definitely has um, a huge role to play in that mission because you know they have the power, they have the money, you know, to drive change. And um, this is just based on the pillars of the organizations that I work that I work with. So things that I'd like to highlight first is the investment. (laughs) You know, Champre, I work for uh, different industries. eh? So um, but two industries that I'd like to highlight is the the biodiversity conservation industry, and then the other one is the energy. So um in terms of biodiversity, so there's this um actually um study a global study that says ecological restoration enhances biodiversity by 44%. 44%. So which means that uh, if the businesses promote this um endeavor um this can stretch their dollars further. I know money shouldn't be the the motivation but I think this is always the first um um first and big factor that one business should take into consideration before going into a certain investment, right? And uh um, and it's and we know that it's not a common knowledge naman na for the energy part, naman. it's not a common knowledge how the fossil fuels um, are the largest contributor of the greenhouse gas emissions and it is the actually the common source of electricity generation. But in the Philippine context... We know that renewable energy has already been um highlighted, right? But I'd also like to highlight about the energy efficiency. Both RE and EE have a vital role you know, towards the sustainable energy transition. But um but in my case and my experience whenever we visit sites and buildings, you no, know, we saw and we witness that majority are still not utilizing the smart technology, you know, that these technologies can actually monitor their energy consumption. And that's a big savings if ever this business would look into that. And also on a broader um, perspective, demand, there's actually a growing demand for the technologies to across the energy sector you No, know, to keep the climate's target within reach, since the energy efficiency and the um the renewable energy no if they combine their power together this we can they can parang um provide 69% of emissions potential savings and you know um i believe when we are proactively working on that goal the net zero by 2050 and the paris climate agreement is still possible to achieve so it's a lot it's a lot but yeah, I guess that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But I also have the second thing, if I may add to that, um, Ian, because I've worked with um, a social enterprise before. And um, and this social enterprise, we've worked um, a lot in terms of ensuring the practices that we have in the supply chain and operation. So I believe the second thing that I'd like to highlight for the private sector to take you know, to um, you know, for them to take action towards addressing these climate um issue is that they have to ensure you know, that their businesses or their operation do not harm the environment. It's simply by looking at their you know, supply chain, you no, know, they can check their um raw materials, you know, check its resources, like do they have the the, the credibility or the certification in producing such? You no, know, cause um because it's very important that uh the businesses um should also look into how they are producing distributing consuming and disposing resources and from there i believe we can look for ways how we can optimize its use so we can as- somehow ano, ano, so we can somehow achieve the reduction in terms of our emissions I'm really trying to put this into a very, very positive note because cause behind of these ano, um parang um strategies that these private sectors can um can potentially do is actually a, a huge frustration of me inside of what's happening really in the corporate, right? There's a lot of um um political um stuff happening and et cetera. So I guess just one last thing to note for me is really about ano naman, About the people, no, because about engaging um people, people could mean their employees or the communities that they are supporting to. So it's very important then. Uh, no, na not only the C-level executives are the ones who are who are having these understandings towards the importance of addressing climate um, issue, but rather we should always um impart the value um of these advocacies to our own people cause you know kasi they are they serve as an eh, as a brand ambassador of our company so they serve as a good reputation so if these people um know what we do why we do and why we support these causes I think um so sunud eh. you know, yung, yung parang ripple effects that can potentially ano, do when everyone is knowledgeable about these threats and when everyone is doing something about it. <laughs> so ayun.
0: all right, that's very comprehensive now. So that ends our podcast. <laughs> na, <including. laughs> so um I like how you mentioned three points now uh, of different aspects of your experience. And I know now my experience ka in sustainability certification, am uh, I correct, if with, uh, with this social enterprise before. Um, actually, I'm curious with your experience there also because, for example, here in, um, um, in our neighborhood in ASEAN, so recently I've read news that they're starting to um, develop further yung sustainability reporting standards. Um I wanted to know your thoughts on that, on where do you think we stand and where do we go from there?
1: Well, I work with a Boston-based company. So we are providing green certification, um, rather sustainability certification, but our market is actually um, focusing on the small and medium to and large enterprises because, for example, in the Philippine context, um, the Securities of Exchange Commission already institutionalized sustainability reporting. So, and that's only for the 271 publicly listed companies um, if I am updated with the number. So my experience with that is how about those um, businesses who do not fall under that category, right? So that's where we bridge that gap. So we are providing them the resources, the, uh, the tools for them to be guided on how to green their business. But, um, so I guess, you know, that's it. Uh, so, but I guess, you know, sustainability reporting is very important. We communicate our, uh, how we help restore, protect, and conserve our environment. But I guess it's just part of certification. Eh? It's just a paper. For me, but it's really a very, very um, valuable tool because this, this is how you demonstrate that your company is committed towards sustainability. I don't have anything against the sustainability certification. I think that's very an essential tool for every business to to have, so that more and more businesses would uh, be encouraged to um to follow or to be compliant. With um, sustainability reporting
0: guidelines. Uh, actually, no. Uh, since we're talking about sustainability reporting, na rin, and which is closely connected to uh, you know uh, corporate communications, I'm also curious because, when we talk about sustainability, we have a lot of uh, technical jargon like carbon emissions, um, two degrees Celsius, and ocean acidification. Di ba? it's a lot of things. Um, for for companies, you know, uh, how do you think can they better communicate these to consumers? Um, how do we communicate sustainability in an effective way so that um, it's not just limited to those who understand it? It's also, kumbaga, it's also being conveyed to those um, the simple consumers or your everyday people. How do you think
1: we should do that? Oh, that's a very universe question. <laughs> Okay, um, you know what, Ian, yeah, I don't have a perfect answer to this question because I, this is still, um, this is still the you know, but I'm one of the pillars of our organization. That's why we continue, um, conducting programs to. Private sector, so we could extend the education and how the their employees or their people can understand um, the climate change um, issue in a way that it's not very technical for them. But I guess I just like to answer it in a way of uh, in a way that I experience it. I didn't come from, um, I didn't come from a science or engineering background. Like there are still a lot of technical jargons or too technical for me to really comprehend in this um, this climate advocacy. But I guess when you start um, experiencing the challenges on the ground, like, for example, volunteering to a certain community, and then you um, learn with people who have been in this industry, you know, like, and learning with the experts, I guess this gives you really the idea Um not only the idea but really gives you the deeper understanding why this matters and why should we take part into ano into this uh, into this space so i guess just ano additional note so um it's very important the csr department or the sustainability department plays a huge role for every business has talaga. So if they can partner with certain environmental groups that can help them communicate science um, for people, I think that's one thing to unlock. Um, the myth that, you know, it, you need, you don't need, uh, that actually you don't need a science degree to be able to understand the, the climate issues or in uh, in a better know um, praise. I guess you don't need a science degree to be able to protect, conserve, and uh, save the environment. So we can do our own little ways and we just really have to observe, look around it, and then check the available resources on the internet. And then I guess that starts from there.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like how you mentioned Jung, you don't need a science degree because diba, both of us can relate to that. Galing tayo sa business, you know. <laughs> initially, diba, initially, wala tayong idea. Ano ba yung carbon emission na yan? But of course, we learned along the way. And so, yeah, I, I will definitely echo that statement na you don't have to be, you know, a science degree. Kasi, for example, di ba... Um, sustainability is connected with literally everything you know if you think about law, my sustainability and physics there's sustainability there even agriculture so everything because sustainability is about um, the you know, about the ecosystems, the world that we live in so everything that's under that is part of sustainability and um, this this brings me to my next question Well, actually you know. ah, yeah I'm go, go ahead throw
1: that question if I can throw that question back to you because I'm also interested since we come from a similar parang, um, background, business background. So, like, for example, when you, um, where you are working a lot with private sectors and usually this question asks na parang, how do you communicate science to a non-science uh, um, enthusiast people. So, how do you usually explain sustainability or the problems that we have in the environment?
0: That's a great question. Actually, um, I will answer that in the because uh, I also work in academia and usually what I notice is um, people tend to understand sustainability better if you use stories. Because uh, all of us are kumbaga, we have this um, innate desire or innate um, uh, we're, we're gravitated towards stories. Eh? When we tell stories, people, um, people tend to listen. So for example, when when we talk about um, the SDGs, for example, there's a lot of stories behind that. And whenever we go to communities, like for example, the one we experienced before sa uh, Alexa Mira, right? Um, So there's a lot of stories that we can lift from that. And we even regularly post it in our uh, social media and we share it with other people. So I think for us to... Ah uh, siguro in my perspective for us to be able to communicate sustainability we need stories. We don't need like jargon like for example whenever i hear several jargon parang ano to may, may exam ba may quiz ba so nakaka-pressure siya uh, even for me na um that's already in uh, sustainability career path but yeah I, I definitely think na we need stories for that.
1: Yeah that's a good point.
0: Actually, this brings me to my next question. And it's sort of, I guess, similar to stories, no? Because um, I know na your, um, your background is, a lot of it is with marketing, And even your undergrad is marketing. Um, paano mo yung marketing and sustainability? How do you think these two things um, combine? Or how, how are they, you know, how are they used in your uh, professional life?
1: Right, you know, I think you know my career with sustainability right now. Well, sustainability is too broad, right? But it's still uh, a minority industry, I believe. So I guess it just started with a belief um, that the sustainability space. The sustainability industry has a space for everyone, and that includes you. Even if you are not um, a science uh, or engineering graduate. So, um, I guess just utilizing what the strengths you have, and then using it for whatever existing opportunities in the department. Like for example, if it's marketing, it's always about um, communicating the stories. Right, it's about um, how your um, your story how your brand or your business helps um people or the planet by by contributing to certain causes or certain um certain groups you know
0: actually for me naman um, so uh, well honestly i'm still looking for that you know the the fine line the sweet spot kumbaga kumbaga i'm still exploring right now in sustainability but i'm I'm looking into things like yung um renewable energy and urban planning so those kinds of things well mainly because it's part of my uh, master's program ngayon and I think another point na nakuha ko doon is um sustainability it's yeah it's very broad and like what's like what's been mentioned to us constantly we and daming fields eh. it involves several fields it's like sometimes I feel na um you have to understand all of this but at the same time we realize that um there's SDG 17 which is partnership for the goals which is very important um and i think that's when we would finally be able to as you mentioned the ripple effect diba? um i, yes. I, I, wa- I wanted what? to yeah mm.
1: i couldn't agree more when you uh, mentioned about partnership like as I said earlier, parang partnership is really the key. It's such a critical component talaga. And for me, um, just to add, lang, kasi what amazes me these days, especially na I graduated from a marketing degree, is that even though I'm in the field of biodiversity conservation and I'm also working for an energy consulting company, parang, ba, parang who would hire someone na who doesn't have any science or engineering degree no pero i realized marketing and eh, marketing is really ano, parang, marketing has a demand for these spaces and especially uh, when we do marketing it also involves with a lot of uh, partnerships and uh, and that's true no na parang itong mga sp- um different spectrum and sustainability. It's talagang technical. But uh, if you're not a technical person, that's fine. You still have a space for this industry. Because, for example, if you're marketing, I'm a marketing, what I do is that as long as you understand um, the challenges that your company is addressing, I think that's enough already to be able to tell it to your uh, future clients or your your customers na you know, this is what we stand for as a company. This is our why. And this is where we need your help.
0: All right. Actually, I think that's the perfect way to uh, finish this segment. And that brings me to my <laughs> next question. <laughs> I like, oh, I yeah, like, I like how question. you put it. <laughs> so uh, my next question is actually, so uh, for the people listening, no? um, what would your advice be for them? I mean, siguro with the things now we mentioned so far, and dami nang advice, but for us to be um, focused on it, um, what advice would you give to people who want to get into sustainability?
1: Right. Um, this is a very important and uh, we always share um, advice um, to these people, because you know the sustainability needs more young people and more people to be involved and engaged. But I guess my message is specifically for those people who come from a science or engineering background. In my case, marketing, yet still wanted. Uh, To pursue a path in this field, well, I know that there is, uh, no, uh, one perfect answer for this. But I'd like to tell these people that whatever background that you have, no, whatever background that you have, um, your strength can definitely be used or utilized in the sustainability space, and you can use that for um, your um, company's advantage. So, in my case, as as I keep on mentioning earlier, marketing and partnerships have been critical to um, to my strengths. And I'm glad that I found the space for me to grow and contribute. And now that I think about it, you know there uh, there's no. Um, parang actual, there's actually no advice that fits for all sempre we have uh, different backgrounds eh? and that's for sure girl cliché as it may sound but I guess just be passionate about your interest with in sustainability because when you are passionate about it I believe in this that eh? the universe shall conspire you uh, to make it happen the, the universe shall conspire you to be in the path where you envision yourself to be and when you are passionate then because eh, it doesn't end lang with I'm passionate, but rather it's really with a desire. Na this desire, according to Napoleon Hill, is really the beginning of all the achievements. So it could be the beginning of your journey, looking for ways to replicate that desire into action. So, siguro do na papasok the yung ano yung ideas na you can join um, environmental um, um groups or any NGOs that. Um, fit your interests or the causes that you are interested to explore again, again, And eventually, you'll be meeting with, you know, like-minded people like you guys. Now, the sustainability bros, sustainability gang, you no. Know, and until eventually, the journey um, itself helps you define the path you'd like for yourself to be.
0: Okay, I have three words for that: law of attraction.
1: Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right, and that brings me to uh, one last thing. So, uh, on a final note, would you like to promote any initiative uh, in particular?
1: Well, actually, a lot. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> but I guess three things. Um, three things. No. So currently, um, I'm part of the Philippine Parks um and Biodiversity. So we are launching these. Generation Restoration Philippines movement. So this is our call from different sectors, and that includes the business sector. You know, to unify efforts, to come together, and to pledge to restore ecosystems and different landscapes in the Philippines. So, you know, I'm just one message away. I'm sure E can help me with that. And also, the second thing, uh, as I mentioned, I work also for an energy consulting company. So it's actually called Stratcon. Um. A Philippines, so I know that the that the pandemic has made it more difficult for um private sectors to implement um energy efficiency programs, because, they would rather hold on to their cash, no? order or the business continuity, so rather than becoming um sustainable. <laughs> Hence, it, it remains a challenge Laga, and that's something that we understand. However, I'd also like to tell these uh, private sectors, these people na, um, maybe we can look into another angle. No, na This could be an opportunity to look at renewable energy or energy efficiency um, programs in a way as an investment opportunity for a bigger cost because not only you get to optimize um, energy, not only you get to um, to to meet regulatory compliance um, from the government, but you also get to be part of the bigger cause, which is really having a world or having a healthy planet for future generations. So, if ever you're interested with you know smart technologies that could help your buildings, I'm also that person you can message to. <laughs> and I guess just one last thing. I'm sorry, I'm so where I'm wearing so many hats. I guess last thing is this is my personal venture and it's called um, Lalak Bayan. So if you are interested with decarbonizing and greening the local tourism, maybe we can collaborate. That's
0: all, Ian. Yeah, thank so, you for. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the idea. So, uh, <laughs> so if you're interested with um, biodiversity, energy efficiency, and sustainable tourism, you know where to go to. <laughs> yes,
1: so, indeed.
0: I have one. Yeah, di ba? I have one. Ano main keyword sa lahat ng napag-usapan natin so far. And would you agree with this? It's partnerships. I
1: couldn't agree more, yet. Partnership is the key. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all the time we have today for the EcoLens where we address the big and small questions and sustainability. So thank you, Mark.
1: Thank you so much again for having here.